0: Good evening and welcome to Screentone Club. This is episode 71 of your fortnightly manga podcast, recording on the 28th of February, 2020 for release on the 2nd of March, 2021. I might have said 2020 initially, whoops, but hey, it feels like it's still March last year anyway. My name is Elliot Page and I'm joined as always by my lovely co-host, Mr. Andy Hanley. How you doing, Andy?
1: Yeah, I'm here fresh from a week off work, so the, the sun is shining, the birds are singing, even though neither of those things are currently true because it's evening, um, but so uh, yeah, all, all is well.
0: Yeah, I, I'm with you in spirit um, with the whole sun is shining thing. I was woken up yesterday with Um, the sun rising at around seven which was blessed after several months of pitch black scottish hell where i would get up and get ready to go to work and the sun still hadn't risen and i would like start to cry (laughs) yeah yeah yeah
1: it it, it has been nice to like go outside and actually like feel like i'm getting some kind of vitamin d into my body so uh yeah it's been uh, been most pleasant
0: yeah, it's, been, it's something nice has been to leave the house and look up, and it's like an unbroken like tablecloth of blue across the entire sky, and you're like, "Damn, like this, pl- the world is very pretty when it wants to be at times."
1: Yeah, and and then you remember you're in Scotland, and five minutes later it's raining, which I, I totally didn't get caught out in the rain the other day, which I should know better by now. I've been here long enough, but somehow still happens.
0: Yeah, well, at least I wasn't getting caught out in the snow, which has happened to me before now. So, <laughs> yikes. Anyway, enough weather chat, you can tell we're British. Um this, as mentioned this is your manga podcast. Um if you like what we're doing, um <laughs> support us on Patreon if you please. That would be really appreciated and it helps, you know, keep the wheels greased and the manga coming um for one dollar a month you get bonus episodes every month and for three dollars or more a month you get to vote on what those bonus episodes you contain um and also uh, the twelve dollars tier is mr rob jessop um, the single twelve dollar person at our shoutouts tier so once again thank you rob as always. Um, first and foremost, we'd normally cover returning champions, but um, I've been doing other stuff um, like pine- painting little lizard men, so I don't have any returning champions to mention at this point. Uh, how about yourself, Andy?
1: Yep, yep, nothing here. I mean, I, I have no excuses because I've had a week off, but uh, I've actually been forward reading for uh, for, for our next episode, which uh, we'll talk about a little bit later on.
0: Yeah, I mean, this is one of the things that is nice about this show is that we do get to pre-plan. <laughs> um, so there is that. Um, right, so if you don't mind, I'll take First um, stab, Andy?
1: Yeah, I, I hope this isn't coming through on the podcast, but I'm like, <laughs> I'm bouncing up and down with excitement about both of the things we're going to talk about today. So either is good for me.
0: Oh, yeah, same, totally. Um, it's been kind of wild. Um, so the first pick is, and you know how bad I am with names and also with the pronunciation thereof, so prepare for me to murder this title. Um, it is Eniale and Dewila. Um, I think that's how it is. Um, also known as Eni and Dewi, as they apparently call each other. And that's also the Japanese title, Eni Dewi, um, which just sounds like a Furby saying something underwater. So I can see why they changed it. Uh, the author is Kamamei Um It's published by Yen Press. It's currently complete in Japan at three volumes and two volumes are out in English. Uh, there doesn't appear to be an anime at this stage, although I would imagine that's it would be pretty good if there was one, because, um, for reasons we'll get to, you can buy it digitally or physically i bought it from kobo because it's yen press and they're cheaper on there and it does pretty well so um any and dewi is about Eniale, an angel a lower order of angel um you know blonde buxom wears a toga type thing and dewila who is a lesser devil um who is also prophesied possibly to be the end of times who knows but mostly she is like just a high heel wearing um kick-ass demon lass with a sp- you know a whole like tail with a point on the end and you know very sharp black hair um you know she it, they look like a reimagined version of nana i suppose in some weird way um but you learn a lot about these characters and their various forms because they are constantly fashion changing and it's basically the adventures of a pair of ladies being uh, being ladies like girls just want to have fun the manga except one of them's an angel one of them's a devil and they have a lot of power at their disposal to basically turn the world upside down into their own playground and somehow get away with it because you know divine and umbral intervention um so the first chapter is basically them finding a discarded child a baby and trying to reunite it very tokyo godfathers except several orders of magnitude more crazy um you have um any, the angel, is more sort of innocent and oblivious to the point of being exasperating. She speaks in full sentences and very sort of measured, relaxed tone, like no real sort of um abbreviations. And Dewi is, you know, kind of just a rambunctious, hot um, devil who, you know, puts her foot down and stomps and is, you know, devilish and trying to get people to sign up to contracts and shit like that you know and also trying to basically get all the money out of this silly angel who she is still friends with although at times it kind of branches into frenemies um and so i've kind of rambled a lot and it is basically the adventures of these two characters as they bumble around walk for you know run into each other in different ways and they're little snapshots of their various unlives i suppose um and the main thing i'll say first and foremost is it is and a really intense manga because it is jam jam packed with complete blow your socks off art especially of as mentioned the two main characters who are always at their tip top best their fashions change constantly um their their sort of poses change on a dime their hair is immaculately drawn Um even when they're like in chibi form or sort of like joke miniature form they're still amazingly on model and well treated and it's it basically feels like an art book came to life and grew a plot and that's what you're reading because like the sheer flex of the art is crazy um like almost kind of intense like reading this series this volume actually took me quite a while because it's it's dense, as I say. There's a lot happening inside a single page. Like there's a page at one part where they're being chased by like a rather crazy, like you know, eight o'clock C- ITV I- detective called Donovan, who is also an exorcist who would be cool if he wasn't the dorkiest fo- mofo in the world ever. Um, and he kind of chases after Dewey because he wants to exercise demons, etc. And you, ca- you get an entire chase scene, like a several stage full chase montage in a single page. And it's a really intense and really powerful depiction. It's not glossing over it, but it's really crazy how dense and how packed this entire like series is. Um, some of the chapters feel like they could be volumes in other series or like treated you know stretched out like there's one where a girl summons the pair of them accidentally to try and kill her mother and then both of them basically try and have like a redemption off or a healing off to see who can best meet the needs of this extremely pragmatic little girl who is whip smart um, and is basically, yeah, she, she learns the entirely wrong lesson because she's too smart for her own good. And that, that entire chapter is, it's long. It's four chapters for a volume, but, or five, I think, actually. But holy cow, that chapter has so much detail and stuff happening that it could be an entire volume in another manga. But it, it works. Like, it doesn't wear you out. It will. It is, it is kind of intense to read, but it's not like it's grinding you down. It's just really kind of effervescent, Like some of the panel layouts and I took lots of screenshots while reading it because I wanted to record the crazy art and the juxtaposition and the panel work and just the crazy, like, as I say, degree of flex going on. Like it's a massive tour de force, um, which also really helps because the author is totally in love with his own creations and you get like, it's not like, I don't know. Like it's really thirsty, but it's not outright horny. I think if that makes sense. Like it's not it's not having a third cat party, main character trying to bed either of them. It's just these pair of ladies being extremely attractive and them knowing it. Um, mm, yeah, you, I mean, my 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 oops, note. Sorry, for that. Andy, I better let you talk. <laughs> no,
1: I was just gonna say my my note for that specifically was that it kind of has like a fifties pin-up style to it, where it's yes, very yes. definitely it is very definitely sexy and knows it. And it is trying to be sexy, but yeah, it never goes into, it, it's that kind of slightly classy sexy rather than the more typical anime slash manga sexy of kind of body parts spilling out everywhere
0: yeah i mean you get a hint of boob and you get a hint of butt and a lot of leg um if you like legs um even though it turns out dewi's is actually ending like goat hooves so uh maybe maybe crank it back a bit um but yeah they i I think the 50s pinup explanation is perfect because you get a lot of crazy typography in the backgrounds of panels which is obscured and i love is catnip for me but the sheer amount of effort that's being put in that is then also obscured is crazy like i say again flex but yeah as you say like having like the second chapter is where the characters go to paris and they go on a fashion trip and like a girl's day out shopping um like a booze cruise with more actual clothing and less booze um so not like a Bruce Cruz at all. What the hell? Um, <laughs> dumb comparison, Elliot. Um, but basically the pair of them are just changing outfits constantly. And, you know, it's not just like paper doll, like different top. It is full on different looks and fashion. And yeah, I think you're right on the money with the whole fifties pin up classy. You know, it's made to make dudes hot. It's, you know, it's like, it's like art on the side of a plane in World War Two. You know, it's, it's, it's. Clearly sexual and erotic, that's the word, erotic, but it's not there to be porny, um, which, you know, could be a very easily crossed line. Um, you know, I've read enough series recently where there's like boobs spilling out and it's just not that sexy because it's like, yeah, yeah, I get it, boobs, they're fun. Um, whereas in this case, it is like, you know, the characters, you get to luxuriate in the characters and, how hot they are basically in a multiple different ways um but yeah sorry i have rambled at great length but uh what did you think about this andy Yeah,
1: so I, I mean, I, I came into this kind of completely sight unseen. Like, I'd not even really heard of this title before. This was very much a kind of like, oh, what, what's Elliot getting me into kind of thing? Um, and. <laughs>
0: oh shit, is it more Monster Girls? That arse. <laughs>
1: um, but no, like, I, I really loved it. Like, my, my first, my first two notes that I made beyond just like character names so that I didn't forget them, even though it's like the title of the series, uh, was like the first one, all caps, this thing is nuts. Which I was kind of expecting. I'll probably end up crossing this out at some point because it's probably going to calm down and like chill out a bit. But it as turns you mentioned, not. <laughs> no, like it's, yeah, it's kind of insane how much it crams into every page and every chapter of this. And it just goes and goes and goes. And it, it never, it never takes its foot off the accelerator. And, and I very much appreciate the fact that it manages to do that without being kind of exhausting or simply kind of running out of road. Um, and then, yeah, the second thing that I wrote, all caps, this thing has style with about 12 Y's to it because there is just, I mean, beyond kind of that 50s pinup kind of look for the characters, there is just so much style to this thing. It's one, it's one of those things where there was part of as part of my brain thinks like, I'd really like to see an anime adaptation of this. And then the other part of my brain was like, no, that would never possibly work unless you threw an insane budget at it. Because like you say, it just, it puts so much into every page and every panel. And it never really kind of, Again, it never really seems to run out of steam on, on that count. Like there were times where you sort of get, like you say, that, that chase scene, but there are a few kind of action scenes, if you like, throughout the series. And because the, every panel of this looks so good when it's static, I kind of, as soon as it got to those moments, I thought, okay, this is probably where this might fall apart a little bit and it, where it's not going to be able to hold its, its side of the bargain. And like, that's fine. You know, you've got to compromise on these things, but no, it's still really good at that as well. Like it's still got decent chops when it has, a car chase or some kind of like brief fight scene or whatever and you know it still manages to pull all of that stuff off with aplomb as well which is kind of insane
0: yeah the the start of the chapter with um uh, maria i think chapter three um basically opens like with a impromptu two-page fight scene um between the two characters just because they're both like treading on each other's on each other's um like you know bounty really of this little girl praying um and so they just kind of come to blows um right in front of this like i don't know 10 year old with a wool cap and <laughs> it's real wild but yeah as you say it never lets its foot off the accelerator it's always forward always go 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 as you say it has colossal amounts of style um i mean even the Dorkass ass idiot exorcist detective twit um who has a billowing cape and almost looks harry potter-esque at some points like at one point is chasing a on them on what must be a modified super souped up Segway, and he has this dumbass cape and he's like throwing garlic around because he's a moron but even that guy looks cool like he looks like i don't know he still looks kind of cool even though he is like the ultimate dork and then you've got that demon who gap who turns into a, who possesses a motorcycle and is this like cool bold old man with glasses and a cigarette it's like Every single part of it is just, how can I juice this up and go nuts? And it it pulls it off continually. And I think... Um, especially what you mentioned about the anime adaptation is like unless they put an obscene amount of budget like even trying to do Eniale's hair would probably bankrupt most studios or just make the animators go no I'm not drawing that fuck off <laughs> so,
1: yeah yeah and, and I, I think kind of the, the motorbike dude is, is also kind of a really good example of of how this series manages to kind of straddle those lines of kind of oozing cool and style and still kind of being ridiculous at the same time like it it somehow manages to to put together things that are just completely kind of ludicrous and stupid and kind of like get a laugh out of you. But at the same time, you're like, but that is kind of cool. Like, you know, whether it's a giant poodle or just like motorbike dude, it's just it manages to kind of uh, tick both of those boxes at the same time in a way that I don't feel many other series can manage to get away with.
0: Yeah, I, I think it it kind of works because it. It explains stuff, like, about demons, but it barely really bothers. It's just like, oh, yeah, don't you know? Like, it never sits you down and gives you the exposition chat. It's just kind of like, yes, this is happening. Here is a buff dude with a parrot for a head um, who is good at making hot springs. Whatever. Like, it, yeah, all of it is so fast and so intense, but also so confident like it just sort of slams things down on the page and you look at it and go yeah sure fuck it like let's go like none of this feels tossed off all of it even the tossed off things feel intense and very directed so it's like oh no let's go like let's just fucking go like let's let's make a fucking hot springs resort on this volcanic island and what the hell is happening now Um,
1: (laughs) yeah and 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 it's uh, it's really good at kind of uh it it kind of like mirrors the the main characters themselves because like this is this volume just lives for pleasure alone, like every single page is just there to be fun and to be entertaining and amusing and like I, I was almost a little bit worried with the whole thing with like you know Donovan, the whole exorcist thing because it felt like it was reaching towards some sort of overarching plot where it was going to be a kind of like you know Lupin versus zenigata esque like you know can can we escape the detective this time but I even know, that, that sounds
0: pretty good, Andy,
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's like I was kind of I was so on board with just uh let's just have chapters of these incredibly like Random things happening which is often like the kind of comedy that I bounce off like incredibly random stuff either hits with me or it misses hard and like this was very much in the like no I'm on board with all the all of this nonsense and I was kind of like a little bit worried it was gonna veer away from that to something that's a bit more you know traditional if you like that it was going to go for this sort of you know cat and mouse sort of cops and robbers kind of deal every chapter but like although sort of donovan sort of sticks around in in the periphery like it has no interest in kind of particularly pursuing that as like okay this is now the central conceit of the series of like you know doyle has got to not be arrested slash killed by exorcist dude it's just like It's just a thing that happens where those two characters kind of, you know, come across each other. There's a whole big caper around it, and then we move on to something else, which is, you know, its own kind of crazy, entertaining, fun thing. And I kind of, that's sort of all I want this series to be is just to be those kind of vignettes with maybe kind of recurring characters coming back, just doing whatever bonkers stuff that they want to do.
0: Yeah, it helps as well with the sheer density and the fact it's only like four chapters or something where, you know, even if there is like follow on, every story feels completely perfectly formed and solitary, Um even though like from chapters three to four, there is like a, the thinnest of like through lines um but it's still it's it, there's no filler like there's no in between there's no getting from one place to another like it's not like they're in school and having to go through school emotions it's just hey it's an angel and a devil they kind of exist outside of everything they can do whatever the fuck they like within reason um although reason doesn't really make sense to them so whatever like chapter one let's find this baby's parents chapter two fuck it let's go to paris oh shit an exorcist chapter three this kid wants help oh fuck we we're gonna fight and then chapter four is. Uh, I want a hot springs resort. Oh God! And yeah, like everything goes completely ass bonkers um constantly.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, and chapter one is is really good for just kind of setting out the stall of the series, and so, I was going to say setting out like the lim- the limits of the series, which is basically that there are no limits. Really, it's just like hey, you've got an angel and a devil that have kind of ridiculous powers at their disposal. They will use them without a second thought or any kind of care in the world, and you know, so basically, you know, anything goes. In- this and i think that's a really good kind of selling point of just uh, make kind of makes it a real page turner in in terms of just like what can you just imagine up next like you know what what is the the next thing that you can do with this premise because you've set yourself like zero limits for where you're going to go with it and sort of it is kind of actually quite exciting to have something that, that hasn't s- kind of set down all of these sort of rules in a notebook of like well these are these are the limits of my powers and it's like you know even when like Inilah or, or Devila kind of run into their own limitations it's always like ah but I know a dude like I know someone who can do the thing that I want to do and so it just kind of has this sort of infinite potential that is, is kind of both terrifying and amazing and just kind of seeing it actually follow through on that on a regular basis Without kind of a care in the world, is, is is a whole lot of fun.
0: Yeah, it's it's one of these things that you see it in other media. Where, in particular, with Anila, you you know, angels will find a way to kind of bend their rules in order to like even though they are the embodiment of law usually they will bend their own laws or rules to make things happen for their own get greater good and you see that sort of thing and then as i say like that's kind of a lesson that the little girl who summons them learns it's like oh yeah i'll just use loopholes from now on and in Isla's like ah fuck (laughs) what have i done (laughs) this kid's learned too much bugger um which is i don't know that that entire chapter is having rolling because it's just so every last comedy beat is so sharp and on point there's even like a one like two one or two panel cutaway where she complains about the healthcare system of their country, and it's like, oh, this sounds like half my Twitter feed. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it has a few great little kind of political moments like that as well. That it, yeah, it just throws in so effortlessly. And and that chapter in particular is kind of a triumph because it it sort of feels for a moment as if it's going to be a big tonal shift of just like, oh, you know, this this girl's mum's you know like seriously ill. Like this this kind of feels like a bit of a downer compared to all the stuff that's gone on before, but. It's It still finds a way to still be kind of poignant in in, in places, but it still manages to find a way to to have a whole lot of fun with that idea. And yeah, like the actual little girl herself is just this kind of fantastic sort of embodiment of... It, there's almost a little bit of a kind of classic cartoon around that of just, you know, like, you know, oh, okay, I've got to babysit this kid that is actually kind of way smarter slash more cynical slash whatever than me, and it kind of, like, pulls that into the very kind of specific skill set of this angel and devil in, in really entertaining ways.
0: Yeah, although about that chapter, holy shit, like, um Maria's mum must have had a real fucking hard life if she looks like that, and having a kid that young, like... God, she's got how, she must have had a rough go of it. <laughs> so, oh, uh, yeah, you can kind of, you feel bad for her, even though she's in like six panels. Um, but yeah, this, the entire, I'm, I i do not know. I feel like I'm kind of repeating myself at this point, but the, I, I would like to see the original, um, Japanese version just to see how much, like, redrawing had to be done, but for the trans, in the translation, because there's a lot of English in it. There's a lot, as I say, there's a lot of, like, crazy panel work and structure. So it seems like an awful lot of work gone into this. Um, and also to go on to your like scope element, I was actually quite glad when doing the preparing our document for this podcast. I was honestly kind of glad that it was only, it's only three volumes in that I don't know, I feel like. I'm glad for it to burn to like burn bright and burn quickly. Um, like if it if if all if the other two volumes are just as on point as this one, then it'll be a banger of a short series of just here's all this ball ass shit. Like let's go. So I'm looking forward to buying the next two volumes. Uh, volume two is out. Volume three soon, I think. Um, Yes, yeah.
1: I mean, I'm 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 definitely going to be picking up uh, volume two, Sharpish. Now we've kind of uh, got our got our thoughts uh, committed, um, because yeah, like I'm definitely keen to see more of it. And yeah, it's sort of a weird one because you can you can look at it in in one sense and be like, ah, you could you could make volume after volume of this. Like there is a there is a kind of like my reductive comparison of the day. Like the the series is a little bit kind of like Saint Young Men meets Good Omens, and like it feels like. You could just keep going and running and running with it. But at the same time, yeah, I would totally rather have, you know, like a a dozen or so really amazing chapters of the series that look fantastic and, you know, are just totally on point with what the series wants to do rather than like a hundred plus chapters where some of them are maybe a bit middling or it kind of runs out of ideas and runs out of scope.
0: Yeah, I must admit, like, this is a quasi-small returning champions here. Um, but I, I've kind of stopped reading Saint Young Man, Young Men, even though I have, like, two volumes unread, ready to go. Just because it's like, man, this kind of goes. And some of the chapters aren't that good. Like, they're not outright bad they're just kind of forgettable and it kind of hurts because it's like oh man this is like when it's hard when it's on a, on a high point that series shines but when it's just kind of mediocre you it, you know it's like it's like chewing on styrofoam it's like oh okay um i guess i'm just chewing on nothing now good um you know you I, I don't want to continue that met that comparison further but you know what i mean it is just like oh i there's nothing here <laughs> like what is this
1: yeah it, it is it's almost the kind of thing where yeah you end up wanting like a greatest hit's which would be like three volumes and probably like you know x number of chapters which yeah like it is kind of perhaps the preferable way to to go so yeah i think it's probably best that this is the kind of series that doesn't doesn't outlive its, its welcome especially as i would be seriously scared for the artist if they if they had to like draw like 20 volumes at this kind of visual quality
0: yeah this this was released in 2013 originally in japan and i forgot to check if the author has done anything else um, let's just find out. Live research, folks. It kills podcasts. Um, let's see if I edit this out or if you get to hear me say this. <laughs> do, 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 do. Wow, it's a lady. Damn. Um, yeah,
1: kind, kind of, kind of assumed it, it yeah, would be. The, from
0: the, the familiarity with the female form and showing it off. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's got a few other series. Do, 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 do. Something, something. Um, Sorry, this isn't that helpful. Oh, it's the author of um, Witch Hat Autelier.
1: That makes a weird amount of sense when you actually think about
0: yeah, it. Yeah, the comparison of the visual display. You know, like when you... I did not know that. Oh, God, I should have seen that beforehand. Sorry, everyone. But yeah, it's the author of um, Witch Hat Altelier. Um Damn, I'm kind of blown away by that. And... There's a is ki- a is a food based um, version of Witch Hat Atelier, Um <laughs> Kitchen of Witch Hat. What the? Okay. And then another series which appears to be a one shot. Okay. Anyway, so damn okay. I mean, you can tell. I mean, in some ways, you can kind of tell that Witch Hat Hotelier like is a calmed down version of this. Without, you know, it's still very pretty, but not quite as intense and insane on every single panel. Yeah, um, yeah. I wonder why Maria looks so familiar. It's because she's wearing the same fucking hat. It's the witch hats. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Um back on track. Um but no, I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of um all good. Um I mean I, I must have say that I think the translation staff did a bang up job on this. Um, the translation notes are rather thin, but you you know it brings across the differences in the characters' speech. Like I say, Eniale speaks very properly and very Queen's Englishy, um, which you know works without just putting in a, a verbal tick or something. Um, and it it has the demon knowledge; that's all Wikipedia, you know, accurate and you know good to go. So hey, Um but yeah, it's it's really it's really fun. I really really enjoyed reading this, and as I say, it kind of took me a while to read because it's so chock. Chocolate- block um but yeah you you do yourself a disservice to try and skim it because the art is so amazing
1: yeah uh, yeah i mean I, I normally kind of set myself a, a certain amount of time to kind of you know like read a, a volume of manga at, at, at a weekend for this podcast and yeah this is definitely one where it's like okay got i put other plans on hold because this is this is taking longer than i expected but i'm not complaining about this one bit like i'll happily just kind of drink in every page of this one
0: It also, um, it also, this is going to sound real base of me, so apologies, but it also, like, through all the fashion use and change, I mean, you know this from other series probably and also from real life, but it, it learns that the, the, you don't need, just need lack of, fabric to make characters look sexy. Like there's a there's a panel and they talk about it earlier on where eniale is wearing a V necked, um, rather deep plunge um, knitted sweater and it's pretty dope. It's like, damn, like you know what you're working with here. Like it's not just like check it out, boobs are spilling out of this thing. It's just no, this is a very attractive garment worn well by someone and it accentuates the fact that, you know, she's got Bahongahoons. So yeah, it's it works. As you say, it's the pin up stuff coming back again.
1: Yeah, um, yeah, but yeah I, I i I would not at all be surprised if if the author has uh, has expensed a lot of uh, a lot of uh yen on fashion magazines and be like no i've got to got to do my research on this this is very important
0: I mean hell even fucking like kubo and bleach you know it would have two page color spreads where it's just like here is my entire cast wearing insane fashion that you would see in fucking harajuku or whatever the hell and it's like yeah no you you got it like ichigo would totally wear jeans like that that pillow so yeah. and, well
1: yeah. and, and it's, it's- it's all kind of so refreshing as well because you know there, there are all the kind of there is the staple diet of kind of like manga fashion of you know your typical like you know schoolgirl uniforms short skirts all of that kind of stuff it's just it's just also really nice to see something that that, that goes above and beyond and doesn't just kind of tick the, the cheap boxes which again i think coupled with the fact that the characters are older as well like it, it all just feels like a very a very different read from the norm
0: well you know who knows what their actual ages are given that they are outside of the cycle of death and rebirth or whatever like they are as i say an angel and a devil so who knows um but hey they present as like mid-20s attractive ladies um about town so the sort of people you'd probably see at like it's gonna make me sound real fucking middle class and terrible but like you know at the races you know done up nicely without a stupid hat so it's like it's like damn that lady knows knows she's hot yes uh,
1: and, and, and please i would like to see a chapter with these two characters at a race course because i think that would be a lot of fun
0: oh that would oh <laughs> just a pair of them at royal ascot like going hey and then losing lots of money oh <laughs> god that'd be funny yeah that'd be that'd be good <laughs> call us <laughs> we've got more ideas <laughs> oh dear but yeah anything else andy
1: uh no no i mean we've we've had plenty to gush about on this one so i think i think we're spent <laughs>
0: yeah no i i I can't remember what put me onto this series i think it was someone posting the the cover on twitter and i was just like damn that looks cool and yeah it is
1: (laughs) yeah yeah that that that, that would do it
0: (laughs) I hope I I'm I'm not one as you know for physical versions, but I hope if this is physical, it's on a like increased page size because the art deserves it and demands it. Frankly, yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely.
0: As I say, it is like an art book came to life, so it's it's wild. Thinking about what you said about anime, imagine if this got like a like a really high budget bubble era OVA or something.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's yeah, that is exactly what what it would need, to be honest.
0: I mean, hell, it also has big hair, so you know a d s are already ready to go <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, <laughs> fucking dirty pear version with any <laughs> with these two anyway <laughs> i'm just I'm just making up things that will never exist now. I need to stop so andy um also um al- I'm also vibrating to talk about your next um topic, so uh please uh, let us go. Yeah, so uh,
1: my pick for this episode is Even Though We're Adults, which is uh, the latest series from uh, Takako Shimura, who is also the author of uh, Wandering Sun and uh, Sweet Blue Flowers, which are a, a couple of series that, that I-, I admittedly have not kind of read anything close to completion on, but really enjoy what I have read of them. Uh, so I was curious to check this one out. Um, so uh, Even Though We're Adults um, it is... Basically, it's the story of a couple of characters, but we're sort of first properly introduced to Akubo uh, Ayano, who is a teacher, and, you know, she's seems like a pretty normal teacher, like, you know, see her at a, at, a, at a parent's evening, doing what teachers do, kind of, you know, finding th- nice things to say about the kids, maybe not always such nice things, etc., cetera, etc., cetera.
0: But she seems uh, like one of those nice teachers you remember from school, like the one who didn't yell at you too much.
1: Yes, yeah, which actually kind of like plays into things a little further down the line, yes. uh, because uh, I know after after work she heads off uh, a little bit out of the way to, to a bar, because obviously she doesn't really want to be seen drinking too close to the school, um, and she meets uh, a young woman called uh, Hirayama Akali, who basically they they get chatting they just kind of hit it off instantly there's kind of a spark there and long story short like they end up hooking up and kind of spending spending the night um and you know that's all seems pretty normal like on Akari's part she kind of falls pretty hard and fast for Ayano and it's kind of like okay this like maybe this has potential this this seems like it could go somewhere um, they kind of text a little bit, and suggest, you know, hey, can, can we get together again? Can we meet up again? Um, and Ayano does end up going and visiting Akari at the, the bar where she was both drinking and actually works in. Um, but the big kind of stomach dropping out from Undue plot twist at this point is that Ayano visits, visits said bar with her husband. Um, which of course, like, is, is a big kind of blow for Akari because she had no idea about this. Um, and she's kind of, there is, there's a really great kind of period and, and there are a few great periods in this, in this, uh, volume where you kind of get to really dig into kind of Akari's like inner thought processes and the utter kind of mess that they become in light of some of these revelations of just like, I really like this person. Like, I really feel like there's a chemistry there. But also, oh god, they're not single; they're married. Like, I'm kind of screwed on this, exe- yeah, etc., and,
0: and sorry, Andy, sorry. Uh, but also, like Akari, also like you get you get it from her point of view for most of the series um, for this volume at least, and it is like an entire bundle of. Like trauma of past trauma of having clearly moved past some bad situations, but she doesn't hesitate to kind of blurt out and, you know, tell, um, Ayano about all this about, Oh, no, I, 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 you know, she, she kind of has already reached a conclusion on some of these storylines and is now just telling you both in her own head, but and, you know, to Ayano, just saying, this is how this ends. I know what happens. I don't want to get hurt again, you know, but at the same time there's clearly this attraction between them and so they end up gravitating towards together again um like there's an amazing part very early on where um you know they have like i mean whatsapp has now fully permeated manga um or line or whatever but you know instant messaging has become part of you know the background radiation of how people communicate in this modern era and so that permeates this where you know the the pair of them all stare at screens and try and talk to each other um through it and they come to the agreement of like fuck i want to see you too um and I I gotta say, personally, um I went into this completely sight unseen. I didn't even read the back of the book blurb. And so that first pa- that first chapter was a bomb, like a megaton. I was just like, what like just blown the hell away. Um and it really was real intense. And from there, I was just off to the races. I even wrote Oh shit, husband in my notes. <laughs> um and even before then, it has I will cede the floor back to you, Andy, again, sorry. Um, but it has an unrelenting pace, just in, in, in the good way where you are just, the flow is inexorable and intense. You are drawn from panel to panel, even when like, you know, you could look at the panel layout and go, Oh, it's just four vertical boxes, but the words and the graphics and the everything is just pulling you along and it just grabs you and every single panel drags you forward. And it, it is this. Inevitable sort, of just um, torrent of a series, and quite often words, um, especially from Akari, blaster. But yeah, In, yeah. I, uh, yeah. Sorry, I'll and you go ahead
1: yeah yeah and i mean i I think the the fascinating thing about it is yeah you kind of get a little bit of the viewpoint of sort of all the main three characters like you get akara you get ayano you get her her husband a little bit as well and like all three of those characters are super interesting and kind of draw you along on that trajectory like because ayano's kind of a little bit of an enigma because like you know you sort of see her as like straight laced teacher then you know she's there like hooking up with somebody at a bar and is but then it's like she admits like i've never done anything like this before this is just like this is not this is out of character for me um then you get kind of an elongated segment about kind of her marriage like why she got married kind of how that relationship has sort of progressed which is kind of like a really interesting and, and sort of unique one in itself because your typical sort of marriage like this in a manga tends to be a little bit kind of kitchen sinky it's like it's, it's either like oh well we were never happy but we just got married just because and like now i'm really miserable or like oh we were so happy to start with and now i'm miserable whereas this is far more of a just like what i have is fine but there's something missing there's just like there's a hole in this relationship somewhere and kind of even i know isn't really sure what it is like there's a moment where they kind of talk about like oh you know she wanted kids and that's never really happened and like is that the gap or is there something else and like you know is a curry actually like the, the the gap that needs to be filled Um, And then you kind of get her husband's perspective that is also that is kind of like different where he's actually pretty content with his lot, like maybe not entirely. But, you know, he's not really ready to be to be dragged along on this whole thing, but kind of ends up just having to sort of go with whatever the hell is going to happen. And all of that kind of is is really kind of interesting before you even kind of get to Akari's character, who I I sort of consider the main character because you spend the most time inside of her head and i mean i think i kind of i feel her really keenly on like a personal level in terms of just like relationship stuff of just being like oh god like this is all like her thought processes throughout this entire volume are just like yep yep i can absolutely this is all kind of 100% like has been like my my inner like mental space at various times in my life and i i like, kind of, like, everything she's going through, I just felt, like, really incredibly keenly, which I think, you know, did did a lot for kind of buying me into wanting to see where this goes, and it's just like, please, please let her have some kind of happiness here, because, like, you know, she's she's a really kind of interesting, fun, kind of outgoing character. Like you say, she sort of tells it like it is. She's not, it's not that she's not keeping secrets necessarily, but she's pretty forthright about, you know, where she's at in her life, um and so you know she's kind of a a really interesting sort of cipher for for all of this as well um but i think the thing that i kind of just like as on a broader sense from this volume the most is that it's just so good at like it's so good at depicting how messy modern relationships are like especially when you're kind of older like once you get beyond those sort of you know teenage crushes and sort of first loves and all of that stuff like this is kind of what relationships are like because You've got work going on that kind of gets in the way and can make a mess of things like, you know, you're meeting all these different people. You know, there are all these other kind of societal pressure- pressures and internal pressures. People change as they kind of grow up. And there's all this kind of mess of stuff that just means that relationships are rarely a very simple. Like, oh, yeah, we're just happy together. This is great. Yeah. And I think this does a really good job of showing that that kind of tumultuous issue Without ever really kind of... This this never goes into, like, you know, throwing plates at each other or anything like that, at least not at this stage. It may develop into that. But, like, you know, it's... There's a very kind of quiet and restrained crisis for all of these characters. Like, they're all kind of in a bit of a mess in their own ways, but it's kind of like... It's kind of a question of like, do you just manage this mess and just decide this is okay, this is as good as it's going to get, or do you strike out and say no, like I want something better for myself? And I, that whole kind of arc and that whole kind of like worldview that it has, I think is super interesting and really kind of really well done throughout this
0: volume. Totally. I mean, it also helps. That, it helps as well that like, I, I mean, I I completely sign on with you, especially with all the Akari stuff. Like, you know. I you know you've been on that road here before you know the pathways it can follow you can see the signs you know in your head although perhaps your body or your mind doesn't want to really want to like follow that path or you're you're still like maybe maybe this is the exception maybe this will be real uh maybe this will be the oh no it's not but like um sorry i kind of sidetracked myself there but Uh, As you say, like, when you get to a certain age, I mean, all the characters are 35, which is also my age. So thanks for calling me out, manga. Fuck off. (laughs) Um, But, like, everything has way more inertia and way more momentum and way more danger to it. Like, you know, you've got um, Ayano's mother-in-law keep visiting, clearly wanting to like jimmy her into starting a family. And, you know, they've all, Ayano and her husband have always taken it in a hands-off approach. You know, if it happens, it happens. But nothing has happened at this point. And so they've had to have discussions about what now, you know, it, kind, it, it also elides a lot of that stuff, which it doesn't need to really explicitly say about it, but it it kind of explains the emotional impact and the toll of it all and the fact that like you know her marriage is not unhappy but she's just kind of turned into friends um and Also, like, as you say, uh, my main thing about this series and what kind of locks it together and keeps it really fascinating, especially for myself, is that Iano is a complete enigma. Like, you only get inside her head very rarely. Um, Like, you get the backstory of her marriage and you get the odd thought about how, you know, she is head over heels for... Akari, even if you only see it once or twice, but you rarely get inside her head and get her entire unrestrained voice. Um, you're kind of left to interpret stuff from her actions, which she kind of is actually I mean, she is the prime driver of this. Like she is the one who kind of goes on the aggressive on the night on the initial night out, which kind of is what sets Akari for a, a loop as well, because you know She's being jumped basically in a very, in an invited way. And then also like Ayano tries to like Occam's razor her way out of the situation, which is not the right answer. And like Akari blows up about her, uh, like very politely blows up at her about it. Um. And she doesn't really say much, especially when Akari is like loudly over stake, like trying to get her thoughts in her in her head and trying to lay out her kind of manifesto on things about, no, I've tried that before, didn't work out. And here's an upcoming example in the next few chapters about how it didn't work out and how I'm still carrying that weight. Um And it, as you say, it kind of leads to this intense moment where I know tries to like cut the knot, but doesn't do like, it's a terrible idea. And then you get inside her husband's head, who is basically completely adrift and kind of says what everyone is thinking at that point where you know they meet at a social gathering a neutral social space and it is this just tumble down like you know it's not as you say it's not screaming it's just a lot of characters kind of flailing and going what what even do we do here like what do we do here like there's a line in here which I'm still mulling over the kind of merits of, and I think it's a really fascinating line for an insight in someone's mind, and kind of not really coming down on the side of it. But he thinks he, the husband once you know now he when he once he knows about this like kind of like infatuation that her his wife has with Akari, he 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 thinks, wow, I didn't think she was so selfish, and. I don't know, like, it's kind of wild because, you know, there clearly must have been signs that not all was well in the relationship. You know, they've kind of just been coasting. Um, You know, all you see of Yano is her being a very dutiful, lovely, like, very nice person, a good teacher. And, you know, you have to wonder, like, is he just not seeing something in their marriage? Like it's it's really fascinating i feel like at some point we might get a view into ayano's head a bit more um to kind of flesh out her in a world um but at least from what we see it's like oh this is this is the release she didn't even know she wanted and here it is and it's going to basically like if it sounds mean but i feel like ayano is the one dragging everyone to hell (laughs) like almost like the hell of love and relationships and being a fucking 35 year old where you know life is I mean also like you know Akari has had a rather tumultuous life like you get hints of her r- previous path like you know she kind of exiled herself from a profession she took seriously and went into working at the restaurant which she does well like you can tell she's good at her job um, and kind of hides it from others because she feels it's a step down in her station and it's all this mess like all of this mess but Everyone involved can like, I mean, especially the main two pair, like I know and Akari, they can feel the, they can feel that there is something there. There's a magnetism and it's, it's what's kind of drawing them together, but also just everything around them is kind of collapsing or just starting to spark. And as a result, it's fascinating. And that combined with all my previous gut mention about the pacing, like, I know I, I mentioned before, like, in a previous review, that there was a series that felt like you're just a gentle thudding on your chest. And it's not quite like that, but it does feel like you've been gripped by, like, the lapels and you are being, like, forcibly dragged through a nettle hedge. Like, it doesn't hurt that much, like, but it kind of stings. And you're kind of like, oh, wow. Oh, wow. This is fascinating. This is really well drawn. I really like these characters. Ow, ow, you know. And you're going to be sore in the morning, um, if that makes sense. Um, yeah. Sorry, sorry, Andy, I went off on a tear again. Um, no, no. You can kind of tell that I really like this series and I'm glad you picked it because, um, I'm kind of like all over the place and effervescent. I will, it, but, sorry, but I will seat the floor.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, I'm, I'm kind of, I, I wasn't quite sure what to expect from this series and it it certainly kind of i I guess surpassed those expectations but yeah i mean i I think to kind of go back to the whole thing with iano like it's that is going to be a really fascinating thing to see like how she gets explored in future volumes because like you say it's so hard to really get a read on on her thought processes and you know what what is kind of driving her like is it just a naivety of just like oh okay well you know if i if i just open up to people and like if we can all just talk it out it'll all be fine or is it kind of like a self-destructive element of just like i'm not happy where i am so i'm just gonna nuke everything and see what happens and you know there are so many different angles for like what that character is actually doing and why and i'm really interested to see how that kind of uh how that kind of pans out in the end, because yeah like it's it's definitely it it feels like you know on its face that this is just like behavior of just like torching everything, but the way she is going about it makes it feel like that's not her intent, and it's kind of and it is really interesting it's interesting to see like a manga do that because I feel like it's most kind of fiction tends to tends to want to telegraph characters intentions like it's pretty rare that you get a series that is comfortable with saying like hey this character's doing some stuff don't ask me why and kind of like leaves it you know leaves it sort of very opaque like this but it's so interesting because again especially when you look at it from a curry's point of view like this again it's what relationships are like where especially somebody you you know you're kind of into but you don't know them that well and you're just trying to get a feel for like okay they've done this thing that i think is kind of crazy but like why what is what is the thing that they're doing and that then you know in akari's case kind of leads to her which again like proper kind of screaming into the pillow moment for me of just like hyper analyzing like a text message of like okay well she said this thing like i think that means she likes me but on the other hand she's also said that in a way that could be just Trying to let me down gently, or maybe if I read it this way it's I actually try to say that she's not oh, ready really stop me give anymore. me anxiety and, already, stop it yeah, and it's just like that whole thing is just like you know i i mean that that is you know my my life story writ large of just like trying to hyper analyze little things because like you know when you're when you're interested in somebody but you're you're not at that point where you kind of you know them and you know kind of you know their foibles and the way they speak and the way they write, like you tend to fall into those traps of just like trying to figure trying to extrapolate out a lot from a very short sentence um and and the the other kind of thing that i like in in a similar vein is like literally that the very last kind of uh, lines of this volume like i never want i never want to see her again god i want to see her again and like that is just such a perfect kind of quintessential sort of like relationship thing when you're in these kind of like weird do they don't they kind of situations or when somebody is doing some dumb stuff or has done something to hurt you but you still really, you're still into them. You still really care about them and you're kind of, you're trying to part of you is kind of screaming like run away now like this is not good you need to like disengage immediately but then there's the other part of like yeah but all these good things that happened and like i want more of those and it's like to distill that into two lines just so succinctly and to close off a volume like that is just kind of like chef's kiss just like yeah this is this is awful i feel attacked but also this is really great
0: Yeah, it's really wild. Um Just the, the as uh, the, you say, the last page is basically just a, it's, again, sorry for getting flowery again, but people know me now. Um But like, it is just basically like someone like both hit you with a hammer and also like chucked a five kilo lump of beef in your lap. And it's like, fucking deal. And it's like, oh God, like, what am I doing? Like even the husband, even at one point, like trying to get his head around everything, but just just says like, what are we supposed to do here? And it's a really fascinating meeting of the minds because the three principal characters come together. And again, like I know I'm harping on this, but Iano doesn't say a fucking word. It's fascinating. And like, like, it's crazy as well, because she tells, like, Akari, she said, oh, yeah, I'll tell my husband. We'll figure this out. And Akari's like, are you fucking insane? No. And she basically goes on this huge jag of basically, like, just... Like, it's really fascinating as well, because, like, I know it kind of goes silent at that point, and Akari basically just, like, dredges up every one of her relationship hang-ups and just dumps them on a the table um in a comedic sort of, like, evanescent way. Um But, no, I'm, I'm with you entirely. Like, it's this sort of situation. Like, you will... Like, if you're besotted with someone, you know, you people tell you, oh, you know, they like you. You know, they like you as you. Just be yourself. You're like, what is myself? Like, what is (laughs) this? I don't know anymore. My entire brain is doing backflips. Like... Oh, and as you say like sometimes you'll be like ugh this person is ruining my life I well or I am ruining my life for them um, not to make it you know about all about yourself but it is a case of like ugh this is not going to go well this is not a smart idea this is a waste of time and also my emotional capacity I can't even function but fuck I want to go back go and see them again and I, I just want to sit on the sofa and like watch them play bass or something um, and I just want to be in their presence even though it is torture being there and when I am there sometimes i just want to run away and uh ah, you get the idea um but yeah this in the in this this series really as i say really strong outward um starting point endlessly fascinating and like more than anything, I just feel super bad. And I really, really, really love Akari because she's clearly like drop dead attractive. She has experience. No, she's gone through the cycle a few times, but equally is the sort of person who you're like, oh, you're a really nice person. You're drop dead gorgeous. Why haven't you found like your other half or your, your partner or your, your, why haven't you found your idealized living situation? Like, you know, let's be open about it. But like, you know she's the one who's always left behind somehow and it is driving her mad um because you know she has all this trauma from all these left behind moments and you know it's as she she even says to Ayanna is like fuck i've been through this a few times and oh god am i doing this again i guess i am i'm talking to you about it fuck and it's really uh, she's a wonderful character um like i don't know I, i kind of just want to scoop her out of here and give her a hug um it's it's fucking wild um so yeah love that girl
1: yeah yeah absolutely like even the the kind of tertiary relationships in the series are kind of really good it's like you know um akari's ex who was just oh god fantastic like fantastic story about how they get together of just like you know work colleagues of like hey i'm broke um i've told my parents i'm moving in with somebody that somebody's you by the way uh let's be let's be roommates and then of course like escalates from there and again it's just that it's just that fantastic kind of like how modern life kind of shapes relationships for good and bad because it's just like hey i can't afford to pay my rent can I move in with you? And it's just like, sure. And then, you know, it just kind of escalates. And then, of course, you know, there comes a point where they want something else from their life, and then a poor Akari gets left behind. But it's you know, even that kind of relationship, which is sort of, you know, just sort of played out as, as a little bit of kind of flashback, basically, just has a real kind of strength and realism to it that that kind of aids, it helps you kind of get a feel for kind of Akari's, you know, mental state and her kind of place in, in things, but also just, you know, it just feels like a very a very kind of modern relationship thing of just like, yeah, just kind of, you know, convenience turns to something else and then, you know, that that kind of shifts and moves over time as well.
0: Well, it kind of shows the two sides of it of both, like, even in that single flashback of like the bliss and the wonder of finding someone, but also it's all a wound. Like the whole thing is a massive scar now because it's turned into something else. And again, that's another case where Akari is kind of found on the back foot and you're like, damn, like, Everyone loves Akari, or everyone wants to kiss Akari, but no one wants to spend their life with her. Oh, fuck. Like, I don't know. It's She's not being set up as an old maid or a spinster or anything, but it is just this wild comparison of, like, man, this this character is drop dead gorgeous but holy shit does she keep getting left behind
1: <laughs> yeah yeah and that that whole thing is also kind of you know very raw in a, in a very kind of like you know a, as you get older through relationships kind of thing where like you know exes are going off getting married with other people or having kids and stuff and it's like you know especially when you're still in that immediate they're still basically in your kind of circle of kind of friends acquaintances etc and like you can see very visibly that that is like like those stinging nettles you spoke about like she's getting dragged through that bush again and yeah. you know she just has to kind of put on the smile and be like hey like you know we're still we're still buddies like i still care about you i want you to be happy but also like you are basically just like sticking needles into me with every second of your presence because you know you're talking about your kids and your husband and like this life of domestic bliss and happiness that you have that that i wanted with you god it and now i'm just sat here having another crisis that i can't really you know talk to you about because it's all too awkward and like oh god modern life." i hate this
0: yeah and then and then her kid talks to you and her kid is is perfectly cool and that's all rad um but then you know everything else blows up it is this wild thing where it's like oh there is too much history here and also i i am still a fan i am still i still love you you are a good person to me i like you know we are friends but whenever i am near you it feels like yeah as you say like needles are going in and then she turns to look at her husband and it's like oh fuck like it just life is hell um it's been, yeah, I don't know, not to get too personal, but I've had like a a, a spate of old friends kind of having kids in the past year. Um, well done having kids under lockdown, idiots. Um, although, to be fair, most of them were. <laughs> the, the process started before the actual lockdown hit, whoops. But it's been really wild where it's been like, oh, F1's paired off and good for them and at the same time it's this wild thing and it's not even all that relationship based it's a c- case of like ah oh, okay I've got to share this person with their with their offspring now or their child who is adorable but also like fuck trying to see this person ever again for social visits is going to be a pain in the dick so which is again like low. it's just me giving out but yeah it's this weird thing about oh man like their life has ever ev- 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 changed possibly for the better maybe they're enjoying it who knows mm, yeah. um, some of them tweet very very appreciatively about being thrown up on um although maybe that's just everyone turning everything into a joke cuz it's twitter but yeah it is I say well, it's like, it is this crazy thing about like oh i'm so happy to see you fuck i wish i hadn't come to see you <laughs> so.
1: yeah and, and I, I i think like uh, it, it's just so so nice is maybe not the right word but it's kind of it's satisfying to see that stuff like represented in fiction like this because you know again we've, we've talked about this with other series that you know r- romantic stories like of, of any kind of stripe be it manga or otherwise tend to to fall into sort of a bunch of sort of cliches ultimately a lot of which aren't necessarily all that realistic and it's kind of as as much of a sort of drag through the nettles as it is it's kind of nice to see See a series that kind of tackles it like it is, and be like, "Yeah, this is you know, this is the the, the mess of kind of modern life." By the time you hit your thirties, your that like these are this is all the kind of detritus and you know broken former relationships and all the stuff that's kind of scattered around you. And this is <laughs> this is life, you know.
0: Yeah, it's full of landmines, and a lot of them you put there yourself. Whoops um i mean it feels like i mean because i remember we read um i read um semi-recently i read tokyo terror Girls returns which was a one volume like follow-on sequel with the same characters from the original series not tokyo terror Girls 2 um where it kind of had this weird like almost like disneylandish wrap-up to stuff where characters had moved on you know they'd found other people you know some things were still undone and still hanging in the air but it was this kind of nice like sort of like theme park ride with your friends whereas this is very much snatch from reality um, and laid bare, and at, at the core of it, like even though we're sounding like massive bummers, at the core of it is this sublime attraction and just utter wonder between two characters. It's just that life around them is complete and utter hell. But sp- it's just a whirling hellstorm that is going to cause problems. Um, yeah, and and, 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 not even, think- and not even in an aggressive like it's not like the characters are being abused or anything, it, and they're not like. you know they're not directly unhappy it's just they're they've got they've got baggage you know it's a it's a more reasonable version of one one two two which i think i've talked about before but we haven't mentioned on the podcast um but that's a that's a that's like this on the way more clinical um sp- scale
1: yeah yeah and, and i think that that's kind of like the, the the beautiful kind of flip side of this for, for as much as, as we've maybe kind of like focused on the the kind of like oh yeah this is like you know about what a mess relationships are there are these kind of glittering sparkling moments for for both i and akari like you know when they meet and like again we see a lot of it from akari's point of view you know just when she's texting or she's thinking about or whatever and you know just these moments of just little sheer bliss of just like oh that person's so great and like you know i got to hang out with them and stuff and like i really want to see them again and like you know that stuff is is really powerful as well like and and i think it does a really good job of of showing both sides of that of that coin of that kind of complicated relationship coin of like for all the nightmare stuff there are also those really kind of beautiful little moments of just like, hey, I just connected with another human being in this really fundamental and important way, and man that was great and you know he he manages to do both of those things and like all credit to it for for that as well
0: totally it's a fascinating engrossing work and um if anything i'm just kind of jonesing real hard to read the rest um there are four volumes in japan it's ongoing currently um volume one is only one volume one is out so far um and yeah just kind of jonesing fiending something fierce for the rest of it um but yeah as you say it has these sublime moments like there's a moment where akari kind of offhandedly just says huh i always had a thing for teachers and it's this really dumb sort of tossed off line but it it weirdly cements the two of them together in this as i say really strange just offhanded way it's you know it's that sort of shit those sort of dumb lines that people remember and they're like hey remember when you said this and then you bury your head in your hands and go fuck (laughs) i'm an idiot
1: (laughs) yeah yeah exactly that and yeah like it's gonna it's gonna be an interminable wait for the next volume and i I mean i feel like given that it might all go horribly wrong for akari like i'm very much kind of like mirroring those final lines of just like i I don't want to read any more of this god i want to read more of this because it's like i don't i'm not sure i can take like any any more heartache for 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 these characters but man I, i need to see what happens to them
0: yeah i was about to say at the same time i must know like i have to know like yeah and also like and you know to boil it down and be a bit more reductive it's a fucking engrossing manga and i was glued to it from page like one and as i say like I, I admit we've kind of said a few mild spoilers in this review discussion even but like going in completely blind um did me a did me a service because i got to as i say I got to the end of chapter one and i was just like what like oh fuck like oh god yeah. Um, yeah. And so, I
1: i think, I think even kind of with mild spoilers, just like actually reading how it plays out on the page, like has far more kind of power and and far more kind of to say than, than our kind of brief praise. So don't think like, ah, oh, yeah, I know what happens now. Who cares? Like it's, it's absolutely worth reading because actually the way it all pans out and plays out on a, on a page by page basis will give you like a whole lot more than, than our, uh, our, uh, our moaning about our relationships, basically. <laughs>
0: Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, veiled moaning about our lives through podcast. Um, surprise! This is actually extended agony aunt um, column, just in podcast form. Um, yeah,
1: yeah. Your 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 Patreon money is is going is is going towards therapy at this point, basically.
0: Uh, well, uh, that's actually not a lie. <laughs> uh, but no, I, I final thing, last thing I want to say. We haven't I haven't really talked about the art, but it looks stunning. Um, like Akari's hair in particular. She has long jet black hair. She looks beautiful um like this this is the episode where i kind of profess my love for the characters in the series and say damn all these people are attractive um even the husband who looks attractive in an extremely schlubby boring way um (laughs) god elliot um but yeah they look it looks fascinating it has this watercolor look for the initial pages which keeps it sort of vague but not too dreamlike or surreal um it looks beautiful it pops off the page um had me enraptured um i don't have any that's kind of me at this point i'm running out of steam (laughs) and positive adjectives
1: (laughs) yeah yeah i mean i i was uh, like i i didn't really have any kind of like strong reactions to the artwork but it definitely like it it did everything that it needed to for me like especially in like you know it was always easy to tell which character was which and you know they were all kind of very recognizable and it all kind of worked and sat well together like i i I think perhaps i was just so engrossed in the story i wasn't really paying much attention to 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 what anything kind of looked like in the broader sense but uh yeah like it definitely it, it did exactly what it needed to for me
0: yeah i think the characters look really great because um you can see little tiny things in their faces which None of it is like slam dunk. Aha! I see. It's just a case of like, oh, I can. You can see the cogs turning, but you can't really ferret out the perfect meaning from it. Um, but you can see like, you know, the little sort of um, purse lips, and you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of small un, you know, uncommented little sort of turns of in, like body language. Yeah, um,
1: yeah, that that is true, actually. Yeah, especially MA I, I
0: don't know it. because as I say, like I was laser focused on drilling into that last because she, you don't get into her head that often
1: yeah yeah i mean you're, you're desperately trying to like scrabble to cobble together whatever you can of like what her motivations are at any point so yeah like there's definitely a sort of a, a subtle expressiveness to it that uh that, that works pretty well like and yeah like it's actually super important in her case because it's pretty much all you're getting
0: yeah yeah it's wild um but yeah i I'm really enjoyed this series and honestly talking about it it's been kind of a release like i feel like i've just like reduce the internal pressure um, inside me being able to talk about this because Holy shit, it was just, like, real intense. Um, yeah, but yeah, yeah, really loved it. And I, I know I'm going to harp on this again, so apologies, but um, yet more, like, um, ammunition for being annoyed that Wandering Sun is so old, hard and difficult to get a hold of because, like, this author's work should be praised from the high high heavens. I mean, hell, even Sweet Blue Flowers had to get licensed rescued by a Viz after DMP fucked it up. Um, and I still need to read that because it's it kind of just fell into this weird little pit of no one talking about it um also because the anime already came out so hey
1: um, yeah yeah but yeah like hopefully this one doesn't kind of you know nothing befalls this series because yeah like it it deserves to get a a full and proper release
0: yeah i mean it's still ongoing in japan so it's an it's a it's a goer um but yeah i love this also small thing the omake is so weird like you go from the last page of this volume which is just like as i say like throw a slab of meat in your lap crazy to uh I I went to a spa and my back hurts. I am a strange Dango character in Nizomake. Anyway, please continue reading. And I'm like, "What the fuck? Like what is this? Is this what happens when you've like made banger after banger is that you don't really have anything like weird to say? You just like, "Hey guys, I'm okay." So, you know. Yeah. I
1: mean, to to be fair, sometimes that's that's all you need from an author just like, "Are you, are you okay?"
0: I mean, that's what you get the Shonen Jump one-liners for, isn't it? <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> yeah. So if you do something wrong, people can pour over them and go, Ah, oh, here you go. Here was the hint. They were a sex pest. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, there you go. But no, yeah, really love this series, um, or volume even. And I'm now, as I say, like, skin-tearingly eager to read the next volume. So hurry up, Seven Seas. Come on yeah
1: yeah long episode because we had a couple of bangers to gush over this time
0: yeah i mean yeah i mean i mean it's always the the mediocre ones that are hard to talk about because you're just like yeah it was kind of whatever and it's like oh god like squeezing blood from a stone um but yeah do you have anything else to say andy
1: uh no i think i think we have said said plenty so yeah i think people should probably just go out and read both of these series
0: totally um strong recommendation cool so um what we're going to talk about next time so um the nefarious um, influence of um, friend of the show demel's award is once again felt um because i picked up volume one of a couple of cuckoos um which is the new series by Miki yoshikawa who previously did yamada khan and the seven witches um which i have a whole lot of thoughts about but now is not the time but basically this is a new series it's our ongoing it's their ongoing series and i'd like to talk about volume one of it with you andy um so how about that and how about what's your pick
1: cool yeah i, I was kind of uh, that that was on one of the the series on on my list as a prospective future pick so i'm, I'm kind of in for reading that and uh, because surprisingly like our, our patron denizens haven't like made us suffer for a while i decided that i should step into the breach and give us a light novel to read um and given that i've been kind of fascinated by its um by its anime adaptation uh that, that is currently airing uh, i have picked other side picnic volume one
0: Yeah, I've I've had this in my library to read for a while, but never really. It's never quite bubbled to the top, so I'm kind of looking forward to reading this. I haven't watched the anime, but I've heard about it from friends, so kind of eager to get into this. So hooray! um so moving into close down um thank you very much for listening um if you'd like more podcasts you can go to our website which is screentone.club if you like the podcast please consider telling a friend about it tweeting about it all that sort of good stuff um you know that sort of word of mouth is still the best way for podcasts to grow and gain more um followers um if you do like what we're doing please consider joining our patreon um that stuff as mentioned helps defer the cost of manga gives us a fuzzy feeling and also gets you you exclusive content exclusive bonus episodes um and also if you go on the higher tier you get to vote on what we cover so you too can force us to read light novels or marga i don't know um, by the time this comes out the bonus episode for february should have come out um, which was about batum which was voted on by people in our patreon and yeah we kind of had a good discussion on that go have a listen um, you can also follow us on twitter at Screentone club or one word you can also email us if you so fancy at show at screentone.club. dot club my name, is as before, is Elliot Page. You can find me on Twitter, at Elliot Page, um, mostly posting pictures of my cat still, um, who is very glad it's not cold anymore, um, and especially glad it's not snowing anymore because she was not a fan of that, unsurprisingly. And Andy, how about you?
1: Yeah, my name is Andy Hanley, and you can find me on Twitter, at Hannahs1979.
0: Woohoo! So, um, as always, um, yeah, a bit of a long one, but, oh, I feel like I've gotten a lot off my chest. (laughs) Um, (laughs) You know, podcasting is catharsis, as it turns out. Um, But yeah, thank you very much for listening, and from both of us, good night. Bye, everyone. Bye.